Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. I see the How do I sound? I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast. Oh my God. Uh, I didn't realize you had to plug this f- microphone in, that you had to charge it sometimes. So I tried to record the podcast a half hour ago. It's 1130 at goddamn night, people, the night before. But that's okay. I have to get up too early tomorrow so I can do this. I can do this. I might do half now, half in the morning. You won't. Why did I even let you in on that? Because I could edit it. Well, I'm not editing it. Producer Mike is, but I could edit it, edit it, edit it together, and you would never know. I seem fun. The Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast episode two twenty two coming at ya. I have a lot of notes about what I want to talk about this episode, and I love everything I want to talk about now. I might have to hold some of it over uh, until next week's episode. So, man, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to do about that. Sorry, I I don't even know what I'm saying. I am recording. I feel like I'm screaming, but it's because my headphones are so loud so that I don't scream. And I am talking at normal volume, but it's so quiet. And I'm worried that the people upstairs can hear me because I'm not supposed to be here. Because I'm in an Airbnb in New York. New York's not big on Airbnb and the people upstairs don't know that they're, say their granddaughter, their Lisi is a Airbnb. This episode is brought to you by Talkspace.com. Talkspace therapy for how we live today. I'll get into that later. RX bar. I fucked up something last week. Let's just get to it. Okay. RX bar is an amazing sponsor and I have my RX bars today with me at work. Uh, and it came in handy because, uh, someone forgot the soup on my lunch order and I'd had only a very small other thing besides the soup and I was hungry, but I had an RX bar in my bag and I got to eat it for lunch. So I order them in bulk or I go to the store and I get it. But you people, if you listened last week, then you know that by being I Seem Fun listeners, you get special uh, a special I Seem Fun discount. And last week I forgot to put the offer code in. So RX Bar, a little free ad for today. So for 25% off of your first order of RX Bars, go to rxbar.com slash I Seem Fun and use offer code I Seem Fun for 25% off your first order. Again, these are protein-based, none of the bullshit, uh, not power bars, but whole food protein bar. 
And you want to be like me? Eat them. Carry them in your bag. Carry them everywhere. So rxbar.com slash I seem fun to read up on it. But you're going to get 25% off your first order when you use I seem fun in the offer code. Okay. And I need, listen, at the last minute, because I had to cancel some tour dates, I was like, let's get on stage. Let's make a buck. I got to be honest. This is a capital. I am a corporate whore in a capitalist society. And I thought, well, the Bell House was so good to me and I love it there. And I'd love to do another live I Seem Fun, especially I feel really in the groove with I Seem Fun. I think I could say a lot of funny things on stage. Hey guys, guess what? I think I could say a lot of funny things on stage. I've only been doing stand-up 20 years, but I'm finally ready to, to declare. But uh, I love it. And I think you should bring a friend who isn't an I Seem Funner because it's basically like my stand-up. I mean, you get as many laughs. It's just not stand-up. Anyway. It's at the Brooklyn uh, Bell House, Friday, March 2nd, 8 p.m. show. Come on. Don't fuck me over. Don't be like, oh, she's living here now, so she'll be around. No, that's when I'm around. There's no more shows officially that big or in Brooklyn all year. Yeah, yeah. I really, really took a chance and booked a giant venue with four weeks to sell it. But you know what? All I hear is people are last minute ticket buyers, so I'm giving it to you last minute. A lot of last time, okay, eight months in advance, I gave you. You all gave me a heart attack and bought all the tickets the last four weeks, and it did sell out. Thank you. And so now we do I Seem Fun together, and you come to that show. JenKirkman.com, click tour dates. The link is right there, or just go to BellHouseNewYork.com, or don't because that's not a website. Go to TheBellHouseNY.com. TheBellHouseNY.com, and uh, you can uh, just find Friday, March 2nd, or search for my name, but it should be on the calendar section, and I think even on the homepage on upcoming shows. That's something my mother would do. I saw they put you right on the front page, the agenda. Well, that's because it's an upcoming show that was just announced. And they, I think they like you there. No, but I mean, it's four weeks away. It's an upcoming show. And why do you put yourself down? That's why you're not famous. You're too humble. I would walk around if I were you and expect and demand more things from people. Yeah, she might. You know what? The old broad might be right. Shout out to my mom. I don't even know if she listens anymore. Shout out to everyone in my family. Linda, Gail, my mom. I think that's all who listens. My dad, I don't think he knows what a podcast is. I mean, he's a big topic of conversation in a few podcasts that I've done. He has many fans, but uh, I don't think he knows what's going on. My niece, I don't think she listens. She likes those uh, podcasts that have a point. She likes the um, ones about murder or like that have a story. You know, like old-timey radio. And I do not like those. Now, I am on a podcast. I believe I'm on the forefront of listening to podcasts. I've been listening since uh, Ricky Gervais's podcast came out well over 10 years ago. And uh, then all the subsequent ones to follow. And uh, I'm sure we'll find out, like, the first podcast was done by a black woman. And once again, I'm like, some white guy did a podcast. Must have been the first thing. But... um But to me, podcasting is like people who are obsessed with radio growing up and we all wanted to have our own little radio studio in our house. And so I tend to listen to conversational interview podcasts that, that, um, that are like that. I, I don't like acting over audio. I do, but I wouldn't classify that as a podcast. So in other words, I've got my podcast that I listen to all the time and people always ask me just let it, let me have one private thing. So I listen to my podcasts as I'm doing stuff around the house or sometimes on airplanes, uh, but mainly while I'm puttering, I do a lot of puttering. You're like, what it putting pottery, puttering, puttering around the house, packing, unpacking, laundry, dishes. I'm, but I'm a regular woman here, people. So anyway, as I'm puttering around, I like to listen to podcasts and I enjoy a conversational kind. A lot of them are hosted by comedians. 
but I cannot sit still. It's like with audiobooks. I cannot listen to audiobooks and I cannot sit still and listen to acting on a podcast unless I decided that that was going to be what I did instead of saying, watch a movie one night. So I would sit down and I would gladly listen to an audio play or something, but I can't, the way that I listen to podcasts is in and of itself an experience in the way I listen to them, which is puttering. I don't putter to a story. So it's not going to happen. Storytelling based podcasts is just not going to happen with you and me because I ingrained myself into the podcast culture, ingratiated myself, whatever the fucking word is. Oh my God. What a big week. I'm not very up on my Trump news this week. I mean, don't email me. I know what's happening in general, but I mean, normally I'm balls deep into this stuff, but, um, back at work in the writer's room for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel last week, we worked from Los Angeles on the beach. I mean, on the beach in a hotel suite on the beach. Um, so I was doing a lot of commuting, a lot of driving and traffic. What's up furthest from me? It could ever be during rush hour. Thank you. So like three hours of commuting a day. And then, um, when you're in the writer's room, you're not sitting there reading 33 page threads from people who are like, I have a source in the intelligence community. And they say that on Saturday, Trump is going to, well, he's going to do something everyone. So I can't be reading that shit when I'm at work. So then I don't, and then a day goes by and everything's already old anyway after that. So for me this week, I'm sticking to the headlines and the only things that make sense in a headline are quick things like the fight going on between Kim Cattrall and Sarah Jessica Parker. Now, I have a lot of opinions on this. And I before you start fast forwarding, you stop that right now. I think you might enjoy... I'm trying to decide. And I'm not trying to be miss like in the middle because I'm in show business. These women are not in my life. They do not make any decisions for me. But what sucks is that we're such a black and white culture. Like people always interview me and they're like, was Chelsea Handler nice? I'm like, I don't know what that means. Like I literally don't know what that means. Like, is she nice? I mean, aren't we all nice sometimes? Isn't our baseline like pretty neutral? And then we jump to like nice or we're sometimes we're just simply polite Sometimes we're angry. Sometimes we're cunty men and women, you know, like, I don't know. Yes. Chelsea's nice. She's also short tempered. She's also empathetic. She's also not empathetic. She's like anyone else, a human with many emotions. Now I know what people are saying. Did you like working for her? Was she, is she a phone? That's what people are asking. Is she a phony? I would say she's not. If you have some fantasy about her, then you have a fantasy because she pretty much presents herself as she is. Um, and I also think we present the version of ourselves that we want to be as well, whether you have your own TV show or you're just walking around, like I'm pretty organized and I'm pretty anal. And then sometimes, and it feels like every day I'm pretty much off the rails. I'm like, how did my purse get so messy in eight hours? I want it to be the most organized person. I know how to do it. And most of the time it is that. And then when it's not, it's so off the rails that I don't know who I am. And that is not like once in a while. It's like, no, like nine times a week. So it's like, I am both, but I identify more with the type A anal, whatever. So when presenting myself to people, that's the foot I lead with. Like I'm a neat freak. I'm in this, but then every once in a while, like my friend Chris Frangelo, a couple times he's come over, he's like, it looks like a crack den. I mean, to him, you have a newspaper on the floor that's out of place. It looks like a crack den. But there have been times where he's like, your makeup's everywhere. And what's all these clothes? And I'm like, I know. I was running around to get ready last night. And then I came home and I had a full day the next day. I was planning on staying in tonight to put things away. And uh, I think this one time he came over to have a cocktail or something and it was like, well, he's my friend. Like, I have to put things away before he comes over. And there was a whole thing. So it's like, 
he might call me on my shit and be like, you're not a neat freak. I'm like, no, I am. You just saw the one. So what I'm trying to say is I'm sure Kim Cattrall is a little bit of diva and SJP is a little bit of a cunt And they both present their best foot forward. SJP is like, I'm a good girl. I'm a nice lady. Kim Cattrall is like, I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to be an actress. I think everything is true and a lot of things get hidden and then a lot of things get exaggerated and it all evens out in the wash. So I'm a late in life fan of sex in the city, meaning late in the life of the show. I think it was already, I think it was already off the air by the time I started watching it. And now I love it. You can't talk me out of it. But I recognize that Kim Cattrall is a runaway hit of a character on that show. She is a supreme comedic actress. And um, she really is. I mean, when you look at some of those lines that were written for her, she actually makes it as grounded as possible. That You're like, okay, I can see someone says this. Um, For kind of a one-note character, she brings a lot of depth to it. Whereas Carrie's character wasn't funny, but she wasn't like, I, you just look at the main character like that and you're like, that's the one we're following. That's the one we root for. Oh my God, I relate or whatever. Oh, she's being dramatic right now. She kind of is like, when you look back on the show, the kind of mess, the character that's like a mess and can't get it together and. I live on a credit card, which still doesn't make sense for how much she spent on things. But yeah, she's not the comedic relief. And I found this with writing my pilot that didn't get picked up, but it's okay. Cause we're going to, we're going to redo it people. But like I had this extraneous funny character that like, just picture any TV show where you've got like, it's, it's your Phoebe from friends character, or it is your Kim Cattrall character, or it's your Woody from cheers. It's like, it's all the like kind of silly, irreverent or dumb or one note kind of character. And this girl, because we weren't giving her too much depth. Cause at the end of the day, there just wasn't time, you know, maybe episode eight, it's like that character in me can really have a power about something serious. But that character was like just funny. And I'm like, I'm already seeing if my pilot became a thing, which didn't, I know, uh, that I'd be like, can you stop giving her the funny lines? Yes, I know I invented the character and I wrote it, but I just, like, oh, damn it. And I knew my character was going to be the relatable one. Oh my God, we all want to be her. We've all been her. We don't want to be her because it's a warning sign. But, um, so I can totally see where Sarah Jessica Parker is coming from. Like she didn't write the show, but she's a producer and it was like her breakout thing. And then this other character is like stealing the spotlight. But like, honestly, the show is going great. Like, how do you know who's stealing the spotlight? I mean, there wasn't even social media then. Like, I don't remember anyone really declaring, you know, in skywriting, Samantha, the character, is stealing the show, but maybe it was understood. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention back then. Um, I was too busy with important things like 9-11. Oh, by the way, if no one ever watched Sex and the City, uh, they did not really mention 9-11, even though it happened during the show. There was one episode after that where they're like shopping downtown, like sort of a let's boost the economy in the downtown area. And then there was just like kind of a love story to the New York episode that involved like sailors. But I don't think they blatantly said 9-11 happened. It's also such a fantasy of a show that it would have seemed too real because they never mentioned anything. Like they never said who the president was or like nothing. Like none of the characters were ever watching like the Today Show. There was like mention of like Vogue, the magazine, and the New York Times like bridal announcement. But it's like it was a show about New York and one of them was a writer. But there was really no mention of... uh, real things. So it, it, it made sense on the show and we were all like, Oh, I know what's going on. So we're all pretty, we're pretty smart that way as viewers. When nine 11 happened and there was a TV show about New York being filmed in New York, we're like, you know what? I bet the characters and the actors know what went on. Oh my God. Did I get a nine 11 reference in here? Ooh, ooh, 
I was just on the subway waiting for the ACE train to Brooklyn. And they still call the E-Line World Trade Center. This is a World Trade Center bound E-Train heading. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. I don't want to hear it called Freedom Tower. It is the World Trade Center forever. Don't forget. So. So what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, you mean I didn't introduce the topic and I just riffed? <sighs> I seem predictable, am I right? So Kim Cattrall writes on her Instagram account, which I do not follow, but someone took a screenshot and they tweeted it. Thank you, gay men of America. She wrote, well, why don't I read the exact thing since it was so shocking? I was going to just try to summarize it, but listen, this is, you come here for hard hitting news. All right. Okay. So this is what she said on her Instagram. Uh, so she posted on Instagram. I don't need your love or support at this tragic time at Sarah Jessica Parker. My mom asked me today, when will that at Sarah Jessica Parker, that hypocrite, leave you alone? Cottrell wrote in the caption of the photo. Your continuous reaching out is a painful reminder of how cruel you really were then and now. Let me make this very clear if I haven't already. You are not my family you are not my friend. So I'm writing to tell you one last time to stop exploiting our tragedy in order to restore your nice girl persona. <gasps> and then she linked to an article in the New York Post inside the mean girls culture that destroyed sex in the city. SJP, she plays, she's playing it, she's playing it, she's playing it dumb, if you, for lack of a better word. I don't know what she's talking about. I'm so hurt, Andy Cohen. In the New York Times article, it said on the set that they kind of mean-girled her and kind of pushed her out, the other three girls, to the point where even the makeup people weren't talking to Kim Cattrall anymore. So I don't know what's going on. I know that she didn't want to do a third movie, and I don't blame her because she's 61 now. And the last movie she did it was like I'm on hormone creams I'm on this like my labia you know all this stuff and I think she was just like can I I think she felt she was the butt of the joke now I thought it was cool that there's a woman over 50 who's you know embracing her life and whatever but I believe that uh she felt like you know maybe Sarah Jessica Parker was like let's keep reminding everyone with jokes that she's older than us, you know? So I don't know. But anyway, Kim Charles' brother died and I guess Sarah Jessica Parker tweeted or Instagram something about it. And Kim was like, no, but my whole fucking point is, so I'm team, you know, I lean towards Kim. I love the character of Carrie. I love her fashion. I love everything, but I lean towards Kim because I don't know. She seems like the underdog in this, but maybe she's, uh, who knows, right? It's a mystery. Who killed JFK? Did Jesus walk the earth? Really a son of God? Is Kim Cattrall a diva or not? I don't know. But I do know that by going to her Twitter page, I found out she's on a show called Sensitive Skin. It's a remake of a British sitcom and it's fucking fantastic. It's on, I mean, it originally originated on another network. I don't know what the network was like the movie channel or something, but it's on Netflix right now, the first two seasons. And I watched the first season and it's so funny because it's actually the last episode, like in network television, they would have made, so episodes one through six of sensitive skin, they're all half hour long. You really follow her life with her husband um, and other people in it. And she's a woman of a certain age, like in her fifties. And I feel like in network sitcom world, they would have taken episodes one through six and tried to truncate it into the entire pilot. 
Um, cause it's about a woman going through different phases of her life, but it was episode six was shocking. I did not expect what happened to happen. Like literally blown away, did not see it coming, looked back and went, Oh, there are hints along the way, but you still would never think, wow, that they went there. So it was fucking great. I love it. I'm on season two right now. And I just, I just think it's a great show. So that's all I wanted to say. I so rarely talk about TV or get into things. And I'm super into that. Um, I'm sitting at work now, you know, when you're in a writer's room on a TV show, people's names come up and they're like, Oh my God. It's like, do you know that movie? And I'm always just like looking down, like, no, I probably don't know that movie. You know, the actor and he was in, um, Oh, what was he in? I literally don't know anyone. Is it Tom Hanks? Okay. Then I don't know it. Is it Humphrey Bogart? I don't even know what he was in. I just know his name. Like that's it. Meryl Streep was it, was it, uh, that's, uh, I named three actors. I know Gregory Hines. Was there a dancer in it? Was there someone tap dancing? I know four people. Oh, was it Liza Minnelli? No, no, not. Okay. So I was thinking about that today. Like, I don't know what takes up space in my head. But I just don't have room for actors' names, faces. I, I don't watch a lot of TV, and yet I watch plenty where I'm like, how much TV am I supposed to be fucking watching up in here? Like, what? I know the busiest people I know watch the most TV. I guess if you, if you have something, if you need something done, give it to a busy person. That's what they say. I actually believe that to be true. Anyway, so... I'll give you an example of how my mind works. And I think that this is ADHD slash being in the clouds. It's not stress. It's not busyness and it's not drugs. So here's what happened. I book a Pilates class that's in Manhattan, West Village. I'm living in Brooklyn. So it's like nine subway stops away. It's like a good 20 minute, 25 minutes door to door between walking to the subway, waiting for it, riding, riding the rails, walking to the thing. So I get home from work at like 7.30. I know that the Pilates class is 8.30. I looked on my class pass. It's in my calendar is 8.30. And I've, again, looked at it a million times. My head is going 8.30, 8.30, 8.30. I've thought about it 32 times. I'd, I would estimate... Between the hours of 3 and 7.30 p.m., I'd say 32 times, I, I acknowledge that I'm going to Pilates at 8.30. And that I'll be done by 9.30. And, and that part I thought about a lot, too, because I was going to try to go to this market that closes at 10. That wasn't going to happen. Anyway, so. Maybe you'll relate to this. So I get out of work. And I goes home home in quotes. I'm in an Airbnb, which I will tell you, I've had a lovely experience. I'll tell you more about it. I actually feel like a real weird connection with this place. And I kind of want to attain it for myself. Um, it's putting it out there to the universe. Anyway, so I, I get home at about seven and I'm like, Oh, what a great feeling. Like I don't have to put my things down and change and rush. I can take my time as long as I leave by seven thirty, and then I'll even be early. And if I'm in the neighborhood, I can run to the CVS there. What what a life I'm living! Just just you know those days when there's just the exact right amount of padding, so that you're not going to be so early for something that you feel like your life is being wasted, but you're not rushing late either. It's just perfect amount, perfect amount to where you feel like I'm a, I'm 10 minutes early and I have my shit together. And you know what they always say, you know, when you're 10 minutes late and it seems like the world is upside down and you're like, my God, what would life look like if I'd only left 10 minutes earlier? Why can't I be that person? I'm telling you, Ooh, the moments I've been that person, it is from the other side. People, the grass is greener. 
So I leave my place at 7.30. I walk to the subway. I wait for the train. There's even a sign that says the next C train is coming in eight minutes. They're doing some work on the A at night. It wasn't available. So I get on the train. I feel like the nine stops are taking a lot longer than I thought they would. Wi-Fi is going in and out. I look at my phone. It's this uh, 753. I'm like, God, why did I leave so late? I have Pilates at eight. I'm like, thank God there's only one stop left. So I get off the train. It's 755. I'm like, oh, I hate that I only have five minutes until Pilates. And I'm thinking to myself, I should see if there's any later classes this week because I don't want to rush like this again. So I start rushing. Now, I am not good with directions. I've told you guys this a million times. I'm in the West Village. I'm at a, a subway stop that I have been to literally thousands of times in my life. And it's a stop I used to have to get off at every day when I lived here. It was a young thing. And so uh, I couldn't remember which way to walk on 6th Avenue to get to hit 3rd Street. Of course, I start walking the wrong way. Even though I know I can tell by looking, I'm walking uptown. I know I am. I need to be walking downtown. Anyway, so my phone is being annoying because I use the GPS on my phone. So I type wherever I'm going into maps and I let it talk to me as I walk. But you have to turn my Wi-Fi off because it interferes and I can't get a signal and it just keeps going rerouting, turn left, turn right. And, it, it, and I'm going crazy. So now it's, it's 7:59, and I'm like, fuck. And I hit go to show me the walking directions. And it says that I'm eight minutes away. I'm like, fuck, they only hold the door for five minutes. And I almost turned around and just went, fuck it. I'm going to the wine shop in Brooklyn that I want to go to. I'm going. I'm just going to go home and, and, and have some wine. And I'm like, well, that's sort of the opposite when you're working out to do that. And then I'm like, you know what? It says eight minutes, but I'm pretty fast. I can run. So I start running. And then my GPS starts catching up with me. It's like, you'll be there at 8.04. I'm like, that's right, I will. Four minutes late, whatever. I just missed some mild stretching at the beginning. I got this. So I walk into Pilates. I'm like, I'm here for class. I'm here for class. I'm like, God, all these early people, they're already on the machines working out. The woman at the front desk is like, I don't see your name. Oh, wait, here it is. And I go, thanks. And I run, I just like turn around. I'd already walked in the door and like thrown all my coat off and my sneakers and I was wearing my workout clothes. I run and I get on a machine and the instructor kind of looks at me and goes, are you here for the, the next class? And I go, yeah, it is, I don't know what he says, but I, I don't understand him. And I go, oh, is this the end of the class before the one I'm taking? He goes, yeah. I go, oh, okay. So in my head, I've jumped into the last one minute of stretching before the 830 class. Even though it's 805, in my head, it's 830. Like, does that make sense? I don't even think it's 830. Like in my head, I think it's, it's not that I think it's 830. I think it's one minute before my class. And I forgot somehow that it started at 830. It's not that I thought it started at eight either. It's like something went out of my brain. So I slowly realize I'm in the middle of another class. Oh my God, I'm in the middle of the 7.30 class that goes until 8.30. I'm half an hour early for the 8.30 class that I knew was an 8.30 class because I thought about it all fucking day and I got on the subway at 7.30 knowing I'm going to an 8.30 class. But something happened in my brain between 7.30 and 7.55 on that train where suddenly the class started at 8. So I jump off the machine and I go to the desk and the woman was like, I was trying to stop you. But of course, oh, listen, that's the story of my life. I was trying to stop you. But Hurricane Jen comes in. And she's like, and I'd given her my phone because it was like dying. And I'm like, can you charge it? I brought a charger. I'm not that high maintenance. But she wouldn't let me use my charger, which I hate because 
my phone is a little fickle and there's a charger I use for it. And when other people try to plug like there are other kinds of chargers in it, it just doesn't accept the charge. So I'm already that person who came in, can you charge my phone? And I gave her the plug. She's like, we don't need the plug. I'm like, okay. And I tried to be agreeable because I was late. And so she gave me my plug back. So then I go back to the desk. I'm like, she's like, do you want your phone back now that you have half an hour to sit here? I'm like, totally. So I go sit in the corner and I'm looking at Twitter. I'm like angry for some reason. Then I delete a bunch of tweets. I'm basically like, nobody gets comedy. And then I'm like, my tweets are funny. And then I delete them. But then when I begin the correct class, I'm like insisting she use my charger. I'm like, it doesn't work with yours based on a thing that happened last year, but whatever. But I was nice. I was nice. If they interview her, they'll be like, she was. So whatever that thing is, we're like, I literally almost turned around and went home thinking I was late when in fact I was early, still not realizing how early I was. You, you would think that like, if I'm walking to the class and I'm getting it wrong and I think for some reason it starts at eight, that by the time I walk in and I notice people already in progress in a stretch that does not seem like an end of class or beginning of class stretch, you would think that I go, oh wait, you know, it was at 8.30. I knew that because I thought about it 32 times today. Like nothing. Like, and I don't know what that's called, but that kind of brain happens every day to me. So the fact that people think I can remember an actor's name or face, you can be crazy up in here. If there's any doctors, nurses, or psychiatrists listening, now I know if I ask for medical advice, I'm not really interested in it because I already know that it's ADHD slash like with a dash of OCD, with a dash of narcissism. I know that, I know that, uh, I want your honest opinion. Not like, have you thought about this? Get a brain test. Not any, don't, no, don't take me down some crazy path. But in regards to, you know what I'm saying? I'd love your feedbacks, but no, doctors only, please. No, 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 none of these, don't Google it. Oh my God, how perfect would it be to segue into a Dr. Barber Persons episode right now? I just screamed doctors only. Okay, let's do an epi- let's mark this down. We're going to do an episode in the future where she joins a dating site called Doctors Only because her lawyer boyfriend was was stealing Valium from the pharmacy, Do you remember that? Okay, Doctors Only. Okay, don't let me forget that. Um, speaking of doctors, people, are you going to therapy or not? I don't want to listen to me. I don't want to start yelling at you guys, but I really want you to take your mental health seriously. And you know that I'm a big fan of our, literally the best sponsor Icing Fund's ever known is Talkspace. And and they keep re-upping because you guys keep using them. I'm getting emails from people, but they ask me not to read them because they're private. But uh, people in, in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines are using Talkspace. These are just the Icing Funders that are writing me. This Talkspace didn't ask me to say this, but people who like actually cannot get to a therapist... Um, But I know people who are still in this day and age, they are ashamed to go face-to-face to to therapy. They don't even want to face the therapist themselves. I know some people who, like, you know, some therapists will only see you during the work week, which is annoying. It's like, well, we have jobs, dude. Like, you're the one who can make your own hours, so you can't see me at 8? All right, fine, fuck you. And and, But they can't leave work because the therapy session is an hour, but their commute to and from therapy, you know, it's a whole thing. And then, of course, there's our uninsured friends or people who have insurance that doesn't cover therapy. This is why Talkspace is like, you don't get it. You just ran out of excuses, my friend, because it's an online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists and you can get matched with your perfect therapist. You get to pick them. And so if you're uh, feeling comfortable and relating with them, then, then that's who you stay with. Each and every therapist, this is a real deal. They've got a master's degree at least, and they have over 3,000 hours of supervised work that they've completed. So go to Talkspace.com slash Jen, J-E-N. If you go there right now while I'm reading, there's extra stuff on that webpage. It'll just, it'll tell you everything. But here's the deal. For as little as $32 a week, you can pick your own therapist. And if you go to Talkspace.com slash Jen, to show your support for this podcast, you can use code Jen to get $30 off of your first month. That's Jen, offer code Jen at Talkspace.com slash Jen. And so that this is how you do the therapy thing. You can send your therapist text, audio, and video messages, or even do a live video chat. The whole shebang starts for as little as $32 a week. Again, 
Talkspace.com slash Jen. The coupon code Jen is going to be $30 off your first month. Talkspace.com therapy for how we live today. I don't want any, I assume funders not in therapy. I want you all to go to that website, right? How about you this? How about you promise me you'll just go to Talkspace.com slash Jen and just start reading? At least do that. At least do that for big sis Jen. Oh God. Anyway, I'll tell you about my, uh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, why do I need to announce that there's going to be an edit? Oh, I almost dropped the microphone. Oh my God, what's happening? All right. So I get, I got too much to get into to, to, to have everything on my list be a full episode. I think next week's episode is going to be a customer service heavy episode because I've had some ridiculous things happen and some good. I'm going to give shout outs where shout outs are due. My sister left me a voice memo and uh, I'm going to play it. I'll get her permission. Uh, she had a question for the I seem funner. She thinks there should be a podcast called Sis- comedians, sisters who have a question or something. And she's not wrong. Um, her question is about groceries, but we're going to have to wait for that until next week. So I get on my flight. Now people get yourselves a job in show business because when you are located to another city, whether it's for a, a trip or a longer period of time, if you are in either of the, uh, writers guild or actors unions, the production must fly you first class. It is in your union rules. Go union. So, um, now again, I know everybody who flies often pretty much flies first class a lot of the time because we have so many miles and points that you always get an upgrade or whatever. It's not a big deal. But I like to discuss why I'm in first class because I see those ticket prices. I don't want you to think. I'm so wealthy. I'm buying a $4,000 round trip flight to New York when a coach seat is 500. Um, fuck, I just saw a mosquito. Damn you little sucker. Oh God. If I die of Zika virus during this podcast, um, it'll really suck that the title of the podcast won't get to be, I died of Zika virus during this podcast. Anyway, so I just want you to know I ain't wasting your money that you give me when you buy my books or my albums or anything that's for sale on I, I like to pretend there's a website you get just go to Amazon and buy my fucking books okay because I know y'all haven't because I still am not in residuals okay I know I explained to you how book shit works where's the uptick You know, it's a complicated issue. I'm not going to get into it. It's an author's only discussion. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to sound ungrateful. All right. So. They booked me for American Airlines first class. And I'm kind of like, mm, I didn't win American Airlines first class. I want JetBlue Mint because you get the little pod and the boop, 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 boop. Well, I hadn't been on the new American Airlines planes. Because sometimes a first class on an American or a Delta is just like, oh, thanks. The seat goes back an inch further and you put my shitty (laughs) food in a real plate. But, um, this was a beautiful seat and it was sort of like one of those private pods, but there was someone next to me, but the seat had a pod like feel and not just like two seats next to each other. So, I wish I could explain it, but like I'm in my seat and there's the armrest next to me and the guy, but it's giant, you know, like you could put four drinks on the armrest and then sort of behind my head to the right. But in the middle of us is this area where there's plugs and outlets, but there's one plug and one USB port and then one headphone jack. And he just turns to the left. He's in the window seat. And starts plugging things in. And I'm looking like, dude, like 
he had it wrong. He had a plug section to his right with all the same things. In his mind, and in my mind too, I thought we were sharing that area. So it's like, so you were just going to take all the plugs and like not not even ask me like, hey, do you have anything to plug in? I could really charge up everything right now. He just plugs it all in. And I don't say anything because I want to see where this goes. And I don't need to plug my phone in yet. It's at 100%. No big deal because I have a way luggage. I can plug my phone into my suitcase when I'm at the airport. Free advertising away luggage. So... The uh, flight attendant man comes by. He seems to have, I'm going to just guess like an Italian accent. He seems Italian. And he's like, oh, sir, the uh, plug is on your side over there. And the guy turns and goes, oh. And he turns back and unplugs one of his things, but leaves the USB plugged in with his phone. So I'm like, what? He saw both were plugged in. He decided I'm still going to leave this plugged in here. Like, honey, I might need it. Like he literally had no regard for human life. None. I would, I would say a murderer might have more regard for human life because a murderer could be like, oh my God, I didn't want to do this, but I'm schizophrenic. I totally have regard for human life, but I also have a disease that makes me want to uh, push people off mountains if I'm hiking near them. This guy is like, oh, I wouldn't like too lazy to even murder someone. Cause you'd have to think too hard about like, you'd have to think too hard about another person in his mind in order to murder them. Like, how would I get to their jugular? So he's just like zero regard for human life. Just like, I'm going to plug a cord into the thing and not even ask this woman if it's okay. Even just aesthetically, like the person next to you might not want their thing plugged in. That's what she said. Thank you. I would like to play jock jams after every punchline I have. Y'all ready for this? So I'm sitting there. This guy is literally has been raised by wolves. Technically, if you saw him, you'd be like, he's not too much of a douche. Like he's got enough accoutrements on him that you're like, he's not like a handsome, I'm too tan weatherman LA guy, but he's not like the lead singer of Weezer. But he's like, if the too tan weather guy was not tan and also was Jeff Goldblum and also was the lead singer of Weezer, could we put all them in a blender? Do you get the picture? And no offense to Jeff Goldblum, who I've heard is an awesome person and who seemed, I find him very stylish. Well, I don't find him to be, he, that's like his thing. So this guy's on the phone. He's on the cell phone before takeoff. He's like, um, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, even the body language, like if you, and then of course he's flown first class before we can tell he's, it seems a very busy businessman. You know, this is my Hallmark movie. I'd be like, how, I'm Candace Cameron Bure, like, really? You're going to plug into my port? (laughs) That's what she said. I'd say that again. But that would be the little thing in the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't even have anything plugged in here. Well, I could if I wanted to, but I already charged up my things. Well, aren't you lucky, Miss, Miss Thing? And where are you flying to? I'm going to my fiance's house. Then, you know, like, the plane crashes and they get out and she's like, I guess I'm not. And then she gets to, you know, a cabin in the woods that she has to stay in with this guy for some reason. And his phone is charged because he charged it on the flight, even though it crashed and hers isn't. And he's like, see, and she's like, I've learned something. And then they fall in love. Um, And her fiance finds her by the end of the movie. He's like, I thought you died in the plane crash. She's like, no, I just got dislocated to this Christmas lodge. But I am dumping you. 
So in a weird way, it almost would have been better if you thought I was dead. That's my Hallmark movie called In a Weird Way. It would almost have been better if I were dead. Merry Christmas. Um, okay, so my point is he's on. So, so you know when you're sitting in first class, you know even if you're not sitting in first class, that they're going to go to first class and ask everyone if they want a drink. They either ask you if you want a drink right then or like what can I get for you once we're in the air so they can prepare it because they're allowed to stand up before you are. You know what I mean? They get their balance about them. So he's sitting there. with He's talking with his left hand up, phone to his left ear, hand like spread open as though he's trying to make like a, a side visor so he cannot see the flight attendant man coming. And since he literally has no regard for human life and doesn't know anything about sensory anything, he doesn't even, he can't even tell the guy is there. I don't know how on a plane you cannot tell someone is four inches from you, but he couldn't. And that to me is the sign of a psychopath. I once had my boyfriend, when I first moved to L.A., was commenting on my roommate who had met on Craigslist. It was two people, a girl and a guy. And they were a couple. And the guy would always wear a wool uh, blazer. And my boyfriend was like, someone who wears wool in the summer and doesn't notice is like a sociopath. And I was like, that's a good point. And the guy looked like Charles Manson anyway. Anyway, so... Flight attendant guy comes around, can I get you a drink? I'm like, Sure. Um, I love orange juice, you know, and then he kind of like says to me and for him is the word a couple. And I'm like, I'm not with this guy. Again, it's such a Hallmark movie. I'm like, I don't know what he wants. Like deal with him on your own. Good luck with that. And he kind of like tries to get his face and the guy just won't look at him, but the guy wants a drink. That's the irony. And I know that the guy wants one. I already know it. And so then like the minute the flight attendant guy goes away and we're like about to taxi. The guy like looks around like, what? Like, what? He's like looking at everyone else with drinks. Like, what? How did that happen? Anyway, this is what he's saying on the phone. Wow. That sounds like a great opportunity. Well, I'd love to talk to you more about it, but I'm surrounded by people on the plane who can hear me. Like, calm down, surrounded. What are we, a SWAT team of people with a whisper 2000 trying to hear you? I'm sitting next to you. I can hear you. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you give me the plans. What what is this? Jared Kushner next to me making deals? I don't give a shit what you have to say. It cannot be important. If you are not a recognizable world leader or, or Harvey Weinstein, it cannot be important. Is Oprah next to me? What can't you say in front of me that you think I give a giant fuck about? Unless it's something embarrassing, you know? Which it probably was. Like, I'm very interested in the threesome that you're offering me at a discount, Anna. But I cannot get into the details because there is a woman next to me who weirdly is um, letting me plug my plug-in wherever. And uh, she seems to be talking to the flight attendant. She must be low class. So he keeps saying, when I land, I'll tell you more about why I'm interested in this opportunity. It's just that I'm not alone. It's like, why don't you text it then? Shut the fuck up. I almost wanted to get up and go, should I leave? But I have a feeling he was just making an excuse to the person. It's 7 a.m. Okay. It's dark as fuck on that, in that first class. Again, the shades are down. Keep the plane cool. Keep him down on takeoff. He just flips his shade up, but he acts like he's like flipping like a boulder over. He doesn't just like, ding. he's like, like lifts up the shade. Like, ah, everyone's like, it's so bright, so quick. And he's looking at, he doesn't have any, and he's not a big guy with like big man paw hands. Again, I described what he looked like. He just like, and literally has no self-control. And then he just like, thum, thum, like flips open his like tray table. Like when we're in air, it's just like slam, bam, everything's slamming. And I am on purpose looking at him when I do things. I'm taking out my tray table. I know this sounds like if you see my stand up, my meditation story, I swear to God, it's, it's this all over again. Then he falls asleep, snores within one second. I'm like, I fucking hate you. Of course you snore. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. I fucking hate you. Like, 
I fucking hate you. And no, I had a. Per- I'll get into that another time. Anyway, so he's asleep, and he fell asleep listening to something on his phone. It looked like a podcast. And the cord is like sort of like the cord is definitely being compromised with all the like the seat moving and there's all kinds of stuff. There's a world where because he's plugged it into the wrong place and he has to stretch it so far that it could come unplugged from the USB port. It didn't until I unplugged it a little bit. I just, you know, went to plug in my phone eventually using the like plug plug. I had my USB plugged into a wall socket and I plugged it in and maybe I just loosened his a little bit, just a little bit so that when he rolled over and looked at it, he wouldn't think I unplugged it, but that it came unplugged a little bit. And that's when I started watching that show sensitive skin. And I tell you the guilt was killing me. I made it through one and a half episodes. I had to plug the thing back in. I'm like, God damn it. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. You know, being good isn't the absence of doing bad things. It's how we feel when we do them and what we do about it. And I couldn't do it for more than 35 minutes. I hated this guy. Even the way he did everything he did was like slam, bam, loud, like just an animal. So ungraceful. Then, then, when the plane stopped or whatever you call it, time to get off the plane... I'm taking my suitcase out of the overhead and I put it down in front of me and I literally turned a sneeze into my elbow because that's where you're supposed to sneeze, not your hand. You sneeze into the crook of your arm. He walks out in front of me like he gets out of the seat and walks in front of me, stands in front of me like he's going to get off the plane before me. It's first class, peeps. You don't have to... Tuck your head under if you stand up in your own seat. He could have stood. He could have stood. Well, he... No, maybe not. It doesn't matter. It wasn't because of his height. He just got in front of me. And I did... I did what we do when someone does us wrong in front of us. You turn around to the person in back and you roll your eyes to say, Look at that rude thing that happened. I'm a good person because it happened to me. I know the story isn't that good, but I'm telling you, the feelings inside of me are raging so strong. It's a thousand fires. If only I could let you guys into my soul on that one. If only you didn't have to just listen to me and understand what I'm saying. But if only you could understand, I would give anything to know. I got to be honest. I'm completely curious about what he was agreeing to. But not because he's interesting, but because... He was making such a big deal out of it. Ugh, angry at myself. Anyway. So I check into my Airbnb. You know, I had some doubts about this woman because, look, you know I love a fun sunglass and a fake fur coat. But I'm realizing now if you wear those in any kind of profile picture, you look crazy. You look like a gay guy who's doing a character of a female who's some drama. Does that make sense? Um, so my Airbnb hostess has these big sunglasses on and this fake fur coat in her photo. And it looks kind of like, hey. That's not why I picked her place, by the way, because, you know, I enjoy that outfit. Uh, her place is just amazing. And... um I was scared. I was scared of her. I got a weird vibe. And I remember thinking, God, this doesn't have the same vibe that the place I stayed in. Last year when I had to book my Airbnb for New York at the last second, I found this great, like really big loft studio apartment. And it just felt right. And I didn't even get scared. And when I got there, it was lovely. But then when I got there, I was like, oh, it's a fourth floor walk up with no TV. So it was like, it wasn't perfect. But it was perfect in every other way. You don't really need a TV anyway these days, right? But um, 
but this place like was perfect in every way. And I'm like, I'm getting a bad vibe. That's how wrong my instincts are about most things. I mean, they're good and then they're not great. Great story, Jen. Um, so I get here. So basically like there was a couple miscommunications over the Airbnb email system. Uh, cause I was looking at so many different things at once and I'm booking for different dates and I kind of made a mistake on my reservation and I felt she was a little short with me and writing me some emails that were like, what's going on? And I'm like, it's, I'm in the fucking UK. It's 3am, you know? So I was like, this girl's going to be drama. And then one of the reviews was like, you better have the place spotless when you leave. Cause this woman does not fuck around. You know, I'm like, what did they say? Fuck around. But I was like, good. That's why I wanted to rent from this person. Cause I need a neat freak. I, cause you know, I'm afraid a big old rat's just going to walk in. So, and I'm looking around as I record right now in case one is. So she says like, you cannot check in after 6 PM. I'm like, fuck my flight lands at seven at, at, at six. What am I going to do? And I, I wrote her and told her, you know, weeks in advance, like my flight gets in at six, whatever. She's like, oh, it's no problem. We'll work around it. So we land 15 minutes late because of this crazy rainstorm. And by the way, the guy next to me was freaking out when we were landing. He was like, whoa. And he just opened the shades because he had to look out the window to monitor it. And I wasn't scared at all. And I was just sitting there and I was like, oh, I hope he's noticing that I'm not scared. And he is loser, baby. Anyway, so we land at 6.15. I'm all fucking nervous. I'm like, this woman's going to kick my ass. So I text her like, I'm so sorry we landed late. Not my fault. <laughs> um, I probably won't be to you until... <coughs> bless me. Until 7.30. She's like, I thought your plane landed at 7.45. I'm like, oh God, I have the text to prove it. I'm like, uh, no, I said 5.45. I know you're like, Jen, you just told this story that you didn't know what time it was. I have the text to prove it. She's like, I'm still turning over the apartment. I'm like, it's literally no problem. I think some people get nervous that you're going to give a bad review for something like that. Like, I'm as chill as a dill. I'm like, I don't give a shit. If you don't care, I don't care. I'll show up while you're cleaning or whatever. She's like, I might still be cleaning when you get here. I'm like, I, I honestly don't give a fuck. I'm like, I love that you're like, literally just, I don't want to see a rat. Otherwise, I'm fine. So I get here. She's super nice. Looks nothing like the cray cray picture. She's like, do you want a glass of wine? I'm still cleaning. I'm like, yeah, I enjoy a glass of white wine in a stemless glass. That's how lovely she was. You know, I don't like white wine that much and I don't like a stemless and I don't like what I can do red in a stemless, but white in a stemless is a sin. And I was happy with it. And I was like, she was so nice. And I'm like, I'm sorry about all our miscommunications. I promise I'm not drama. She's like, oh, I can tell you're not, which is like the number one compliment you can give me. Um, and I was like, yeah, I really liked that woman's review that said you don't mess around with being spotless. She's like, um, she trashed the place. There was like food stuck on things. She ruined my white leather couch. Like the bed was moved. I was like, what? Like she was telling me horror stories about people. Then I asked her about her life and it was the opposite of what I thought was going to happen. And you realize how much you can misread over text. Like, oh my God, I thought you landed this time. Is not someone accusing me of getting the time wrong. It's them apologizing like, oh no. And then I even showed her the text. I'm like, I did send you the right time. But like not in a cunt way. I just said it in a nice way. Great story, Jen. Listen, I thought that was going to be the parable to end all. It's not even a parable. I thought that was going to be the life lesson to end all life lessons. Like, guys, it's the last 20 minutes of Jen Kirkman's podcast. She's obviously this is important. She just told a story about um, a profile photo on someone's Airbnb account was nothing like their person personality. And Jen had a great time checking in. Oh my God, I was wondering, I'm, I'm listening to the other podcasts that are, you know, like, well-produced that have these music cues and people are acting and doing kind of a drama there, you know, it's like takes a skill. But I was wondering with that woman who just babbles about her life and not, doesn't even make it funny anymore. I mean, it used to be funny, right? Yeah. It used to be funny. She's now she's just straight up talking like a boring person. Yeah, you're, you're right. But anyway, she got in. Okay. And the woman was great. She even had white wine and a stemless and a stemless. Wow. You know what? That actually is more interesting than the, my psychodrama that I'm listening to. I'm, I'm back. See, happy ending. 
Until next week, have fun. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home yes, cool. or attending one live, no! you can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.